Hi everyone, today is November 13th, 2021, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, um, we're leading up to the KC Cup. Not a whole lot going on in the game except for the release. Well, there's a few things going on. There's a release of a few dual skills. Three new dual skills were added to the game. A new card from Mission Research that is very unnotable. Most importantly, in the new box, main box Chaotic Soldiers released right before the KC Cup. And this is, you know, um, what's going to be known as the Book of the Moon box, because that's what main highlight is. But over the URs and SRs for that box, and that will be all. So this is a reminder, you can search the Dual Assessment Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast is also available on Roku. You can find all of the back catalog episodes at dualassessment.wordpress.com. All right, so my week in the dual world, um, I switched over to Destiny Heroes with the new uh, Dread version, Clock version, whatever you want to call it, Clock Destiny Hero, and it's pretty, it's pretty easy to hit, you know, King of Games if you really put in the time. Unfortunately, I did not put in the time, but I am. I believe plat 6 or plat 7. I'm pretty much close to getting to Legend, which is fine. And um, devoting my time, the rest of the time, to the KC Cup. But, you know, I was debating whether to play Harpies, which I pretty much have the full set for, or Destiny Heroes. Um, Destiny Heroes, I don't have, you know, 3 MST or anything like that. I just have 1 MST, which the skill helps you get from the deck. So it's pretty good for that regard as long as you have one but you know it's it's a lot easier to play in harpies and that's saying like because harpies is generally is generally easier to play than a lot of other decks the destiny hero deck just plays itself um other ways say it you try to gain card advantage um, by doing different things i guess i guess some of it is getting the card draws right and um you know the deck is more rank 4 Xyz Reliant than it was on the mask change um, thing the whole time. So, I guess there's a little bit more skill involved, but now, you know, you pretty much just set up the Clock Tower Prison um, and then you um, you know, you put the three counters on and you search for MST. There isn't much to do, really. It's pretty easy to play. So, in terms of a KC Cup deck, that's pretty good. Um, a fast deck like that and pretty easy to play, less thinking. Like, you can go roll into the KC Cup with Ritual Beasts. The game might just take forever, so um, the goal is to get quick, fast wins, and that might be the way. So I'm, I'm either going to play Harpies or this Clock Destiny Hero version when the KC Cup comes. This week in eSports, let's go over two tournaments quickly before the cards and the skills. First one is... Um, Links Lounge, uh, Millennium Cup 21. Primarily Harpies and Destiny Heroes. Destiny Heroes have pretty much made the biggest move this week um, in terms of deck placement in esports. First place for Yu Zane, Territory of the Sharks, Water XZs. Last week we saw a deck where they had like the one heavy infantry, and that was pretty much a novel thing, but this is pretty much. An older version. Three copies of Deep Sea Diva, two Buzzsaw Shark, two Silent Angler, one Marksman, 
two Heavy Infantry, Atlantean Attack Squad, two MST, three Book of Moon, one Chalice, one Forbidden Chain, Fiendish Chain, one uh, Canadia, and one Treacherous Trap Hole. Pretty much this, this is pretty much the standard version with a lot of uh, Book of Moons. Second place, Gix, Harpies, Hunting Ground, Harpies. Again, nothing, nothing really remarkable here. Um, two Egotists, so you don't run the Treacherous Trap Hole. And I guess that lets you make a bigger deck. So um, that's the advantage of playing a two Egotists, so that you could tutor out. I mean, you could special summon the two Harpy Lady 1. A lot of consistency in this deck. Two Oracle, three Channeler, three Perf- This is a three Perfumer build. Two Harpy Lady 1, two Book of Moon, three Swallows Nest, two Chalice, one Feather Rest, two Egotist, and two Paleo Canadian. No Harpist. Uh, for Zeo, Harpies, Hunting Ground Harpies. This is the more standard version where you have a Harpist. You have two Perfumer. You have a split of Egotist and Treacherous Trap Hole. They run Cyber Harpy Lady as the original vanilla monster. And top four, it's LPCR5, Territory of the Sharks, Water XCs. Pretty much the same deck as the one before. Um, you know, two um, heavy infantry build. A lot of forbidden chalices in this deck instead of Book of Moon. Sometimes you don't have enough Book of Moons and you just throw in the chalices. The forbidden chalices are forbidden lances. And it's pretty much doing the same thing. Alright, Dueling's Meta Weekly 201. Destiny Heroes were the main deck over Harpies here, so we are seeing a change here. First place, Siljo, 123. Destiny Draw Fire King. We got 20 card Fire King deck. Because um, sometimes the deck just runs like 30 card stuff, and this is a very consistent build. Two copies of Fire King High Avatar Garunix, three Fire King Avatar Arvida, two Kitenroids, two Battle and Boxer Veil. What, three Avatar Barang, two Book of Moon, two Onslaught Fire Kings, three Fire King Island, and one Breakthrough Skill. Second place, your bro Mike Ho, Flight Control TG. This is, you know, before we saw Set Delta Excel, Flight Control TG was one of the decks around, and it's a pure TG deck. There's no there's no Light Sworn engine, there's no Miscellaneousaurus, um, no dinosaur things going on. Three copies of TG Screw Serpent, three copies of TG Striker, one TG Gear Zombie, th- two TG Drillfish, three TG Warwolf, one Booster Raptor, one cat- three Catapult Dragon, two MST, and two Book of Moon. That's it. Up four, Shoma, Songstress to Maestra, Melodious. Pretty much the standard we see with Melodious. Using Super Team Buddy First Unite lets you run a bigger deck. Because that lets you, um, you know, push some stuff out onto the, from the deck onto the board, so it's a pretty standard build. And top four, Ramon R. Destiny Draw, Magnet Warriors. Again, using Super Team Buddy Force Unite lets you run a bigger deck, and it's pretty good consistency when you have different types of monsters in the same type. So like these are Magnet Warriors, the previous ones are Melodious. They have the same typing, so it's you know, attribute and. Um, Wait, Super Team is only type, so monster type. And let's get to our rankings. Harpies are the sole tier 1 deck still, but I expect Destiny Heroes to creep in soon. Harpies are at 26.3. Tier 2, Destiny Heroes knocking on the door, 13.9. Big, a challenge, a double increase. And we do expect Destiny Heroes and Harpies to vie for tier 1, leading into the Kaiba Cup. Melodious. 
still a tier 2 deck at 11. It's pretty much just here. Water XEs at 7.7. And tier 3, we have Magnet Warrior 6.4. Triple D at 5. Yosenjus down to 4.6. So Yosenjus have fallen out a bit. Triple D, I think we'll see a fair amount of them in the KC Cup, actually. Magnet Warriors, um, I'm not too concerned about, but they're always a threat. And Gaia's been knocked off the list. Alright, so what we got here is there's three new dual skills added this week, and one was from last week's event, which I pretty much stopped playing, and that's the Duelist Road um, DSOD. We get a new Seto Kaiba DOCD skill, which is a little tricky because you're you're usually expecting ultimate dragons. They they used to play alternative dragon or ultimate dragons. Now it's pretty much all ultimate dragons. So if you sneak in the skill, it could be a little tricky. The skill is called Memories of a Pharaoh, Obelisk the Tormentor. Can be used on turn five and onward. The skill can be used once per duel. Instead of conducting your normal draw, draw Obelisk the Tormentor from the Pharaoh's memory. The following effect can be used once per turn. If you tribute, summon Obelisk the Tormentor. One monster whose original name is Blue Eyes White Dragon can be treated as three tributes. In addition, if you tribute one Blue Eyes White Dragon to tribute summon Obelisk, your Obelisk will be sent to the, your, your graveyard at the end of the turn. So it's always sent to the graveyard. So this is not fully a meme. I think this could be good. This This could be good. Um, I say this because it's pretty much a free obelisk. Like, Blue Eyes White Dragon's deck, they ramp up Blue Eyes like it's nobody's business. Every single card in that deck is geared on playing Blue Eyes, and you could do it so fast. So turn 5 is turn 3, pretty much. Your third turn, you get a uh, obelisk, and then you play obelisk. Obelisk cannot be interfered with, can't be targeted with card effects. And you hit for 4,000, that's it. So, really, this is a pretty good skill. And people are expecting, um, you know, Ultimate Dragons, and you can just surprise them with Obelisk the Tormentor, and you can scoop, scoop the game pretty easily. Um, you know, it's just like one tribute Blue Eyes for Obelisk. You would take that any day. So, I expect this this deck to take off. So I'm just looking at this thing and I'm just looking at decks where people are playing. So one deck is a trap monster deck with Alistair the Invoker. So this is a Memories of the Pharaoh trap monster deck. Um, no other monsters. That's a little confusing. Why would you run that skill if you don't have blue eyes? Yeah, this is a little weird. Um, I think this is a mistake. There's another one with a raccoon deck. Obedience school raccoon deck. I think this one's wrong too. Alright, forget that I did this at all, I guess. This is not useful at all. Um, no, wait a minute. This is wrong. People are utilizing this skill without blue eyes. So you get a free obelisk but you don't have to use blue eyes these are all swarm decks like they're using the three tributes for for obelisk instead of blue eyes so the trap monster deck obviously they could just get these guys out pretty fast 
these continuous trap monsters. And then the raccoon deck with the um let's see baby raccoon Tantan, Melfi Pony, Kalantosa, and Melfi Fenny. With obedience skull pretty much cheats out two monsters, so that's a full board there. Okay, I get it. Alright, so people are playing this deck without blue eyes. I got it. Alright, so let's talk about the new lifetime mission dual skills. There's two of them. And this kind of mirrors what Jack Atlas got and regular Yugi got with the Gaia and Resonator dual skills. We've got two consistency skills. Let's, let's see how good they are. The first one's called Master of Rights Super Soldier, and you can get this with um, the Pharaoh, I guess you call him, and both Yugi from uh, DM World and DSOD. Send one ritual monster from your hand to your graveyard and add a Super Soldier Synthesis from your deck to your hand. If you sent Black Luster Soldier to your graveyard, you can place one Super Soldier Rebirth face down to your field from your hand or deck. You can only special summon ritual monsters during this turn, and you can only activate one monster's effect during the main phase until the battle phase. The skill will only activate if you begin the duel with a deck that has a total of at least 9 cards and at least 6 types of Black Luster Soldier ritual monsters or monsters that include Black Luster Soldier in their card text. can be used from your second turn onward. This skill can be used once per duel. This is, this is right up the alley of those um, Jack Atlas and um, Yugi skills. Um, you do have to run the original BLS, and you do have to run Super Soldier Rebirth. So it's not as strong, because you could run these weaker cards. Um, Super Soldier Rebirth, people never really played this card, and it's not it's not a bad card, but um, you know, like with this skill, you can play it straight off the deck, which is pretty much one of the best abilities you can do for a dual skill. So you you play it right off the deck, it's like you don't even have it. So you could kind of run like 21 cards, right? So you could run an extra card. And then you tutor the Super Soldier Synthesis. So you tutor a free ritual. Uh, I mean, the ritual spell you run it from your deck, you don't get it for free. But tutoring a ritual spell is pretty good, so you could have more consistency with the monsters. And you don't need a ton of these um, ritual spells. So... This is a really strong skill. You could tutor the ritual spell. You could play this trap card right off the deck. You do have to run BLS though, so you're 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 running the better ones. You got like the super soldier or whatever now in the box, but you do have to run some weaker cards. So it's not like OP OP as we've seen with some of the other skills, like Jack Atlas skill. I would consider OP OP. Now Joey. Got a new skill. This is regular Joey and DSOD Joey. It's called Red Eyes Roulette. Select one monster from the list below and add it to your deck from outside your deck. So you got Red Eyes Archfiend of Lightning, Summon Skull, Meteor Dragon, Red Eyes Impact, Meteor Dragon, Gear Freed the Red Irons Iron Knight, and Gear Freed the Iron Knight. Then add one random Red Eyes card from your deck to your hand and return one Red Eyes card from your hand to your deck. The skill will only activate if you begin the duel with a deck that has 10 or more Red Eyes cards, including at least 5 Red Eyes monsters. It can be used from the 4th turn onward. The skill can be used once per duel. So this is flavorful because Joey's an RNG guy, and you get to pick the first of the 6 monsters. So these are all 
cards that have some affinity with Red Eyes. So it's kind of like Red Eyes versions. There's the Summon Skull, the Meteor Dragon, and the Gear Freed, and they all have these Red Eyes versions. So that's pretty cool. And then um, you get a random Red Eyes card. This is not a great skill because the skill, you need 10 Red Eyes cards. You're pretty much making like a 10% shot right there. And at least 5 monsters. So 5 monsters, 5 spells and traps. You're you're looking at a 20% chance or like 10% chance. It's a very low odds. RNG is probably not on your side. This is a consistency skill. It's not consistent because you're betting on a low percent. So this is not a very good skill at all. And um, Red Eyes probably won't be meta. You know, just to get these skills, you want to get these skills. Um, you play Ritual Summons with um, the Yugi characters and the Pharaoh. And then you also play Red Eyes Black Dragon with Joey. So you could just cram that into an auto-duel. And you should be able to get these um, lifetime mission skills pretty fast. Alright, so before we get to the box, we got a new card from Mission Research. And this card is a lot lamer than I thought it was. It's the Flash Knight Light Level 4 Warrior Pendulum. 1800 attack, 600 defense. But the problem here, it has no abilities. It's a normal monster with no pendulum ability. This marks the first um, pendulum monster in Duel Links that has no pendulum ability. The scale 7, by the way. So... Oh, we got a normal monster, four stars, 1800, pendulum scale of seven. I think having a pendulum, no pendulum ability is pretty bad because they all come with an ability. It's like having a bonus that you don't even have a bonus. So that's what we got here. Um, 1800 for, for four stars was very good when the game first began. Not anymore. I think it was 1700, so then 1800 became the power creep. And the pendulum scale of 7 is great, but not the best. You probably want something higher than that, because this can't even summon Odd Eyes uh, Pendulum Dragon. So, I mean, there's, there, there's the normal monster stuff with this. Um, but then there's like other normal, normal pendulum monsters with pendulum abilities like Folkhalt's Cannon. And, um, yeah, like, I don't know why this card even exists. This card came out in 2014. Was it even, like, rare? It was a rare card. Maybe even the Dragonhorn Hunter, which came in the same box, she had a ability. Full Cult Cannon was in the same one. That has an ability, of course. But. Yeah, I don't know why this card exists. I, I really don't know. Let's get on to the box, Chaotic Soldiers. As is with any main box, URs, there's one copy in each box. SRs, there's two. Really, the main, the main thing with this box is it's the box of Book of Moon, so... You're going to try to buy through this for Book of Moon if you don't have um, three copies because that's pretty much the gold standard of back row nowadays. And 
I got one from the selection box. So I, I spent a lot of gems to get my second. So now I'm a two Book of Moon owner. And I might try to get third to be good at esports. We'll see. Let's get to these cards. This is just the UR and SR review. I'll talk about the other notable cards um, in the next episode. First one, BLS Super Soldier. This is a Earth Warrior Ritual, level 8, 3000 attack, 2500 defense. You can ritual summon this card of Super Soldier Ritual. If this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of its attack in the graveyard. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, or if it's destroyed by card effect and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon a Gaia the Fear Sight Monster from your hand, deck, or graveyard. You can special summon one BLS Super Soldier once per turn. So, you know, BLS is good as the components that go into it. So you should be able to pack Beginning Night and Evening Twilight Might Night as the ritual materials. Now they need you to use the Super Soldier... Ritual. You don't have to. You could use the Super Soldier Synthesis. But this one, um, the Super Soldier Ritual, you tribute, um, tribute monsters that equal exactly 8. And then you could banish this card, uh, a light monster and a dark monster. And then um, the dark monster has to be in the graveyard, notably. Special summon a BLS ritual monster from your hand. So this ritual card's pretty good. It lets you summon two. This card has that low burn ability, which is okay. But then the better ability is like when it's destroyed by battle or card effect, you can special summon a guy of the fierce knight from your hand deck or graveyard. So I wonder how they're gonna build this deck, like I have no idea. But it best serves you to run Guy of the Fierce Knight Monster, so you could just recover a monster uh, right off the bat. There's no Banish and Bounce Protection, but that's fine. You know, like, this card provides a lot. And with the, you know, Ritual Materials being Beginning Night or Evening Twilight Night, you could do a lot with this card. You could kind of set up, like, an OTK right there. So, yeah. Um, this card's only as good as the components that go into it. We do have a new um, skill for BLS, as discussed, so maybe you could do something with that. Maybe there's a play. Alright, Thunder and Dragon. This is rank 8 Light Dragon, 2 level 8 normal monsters, 3,000 attack, 2,000 defense. Once per turn, you can detach an Xyz material from this card, destroy all their monsters on the field. This is a competitor, like a direct competitor with the Hieratic Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis. Both are rank 8 Xyz monsters in Blue Eyes. This one's specifically for Blue Eyes. It's not going to be for the gimmick puppets because it's normal monsters so really only blue eyes can use this, this card is more uh, upside i think um it's pretty much lightning vortex with an xyz uh, material so it's pretty good um the only advantage of the hieratic dragon overlord of heliopolis is hitting spells and traps so maybe you could run them both in conjunction there's a chance you could do that um i think this is better though like it's going to be a part of Blue Eyes. You're going to need this card in a Blue Eyes deck. Alright, Dark Arm, the Dragon of Annihilation. Rank 7, Dark Dragon, 2 or more level 7 monsters, 2800 attack, 1000 defense. 
Once per turn, if you have exactly five Dark Monsters in your graveyard, you can also XE summon Dark Armed the Dragon of Annihilation by using one level five or higher Dark Dragon you control as material. You can detach one material from this card, then target one card your opponent controls, destroy it, then banish one card from your graveyard. Also, this card can't attack. There's a lot going on here. This guy's like the digital bug ability where you can... If you have those five Dark Monsters exactly in your graveyard, special summon it by, by like turning that level five monster into a Xyz. So they overlay that over this. And you only have one material, which kind of sucks. This is kind of like a Red Eyes Dark Magician thing, because rank 7 is kind of hard to do, it's very unpopular. So, this card's just weird though, like, sure you could destroy one card from your opponent, but then you have to banish a card from your graveyard. I guess that helps you control how many um, Dark Monsters you have in your graveyard, so you could kind of like, mill some more cards. Well, you're detaching a card, and then you're keep you're banishing, so you could keep exactly five. I guess that's the whole goal. You're kind of trying to manage how many dark monsters you have in your graveyard. Okay, I get it, but um, you can't even attack for that turn. It's kind of like Dark End Dragon, so it's the same flavor as Dark End Dragon, but very clunky and rank seven Xyz. I don't really like this card, but in given there are so few rank seven plays nowadays, you could just fit it in a rank seven deck. Archfiend Black Skull Dragon. This is a dark level 9 dragon fusion. Uh, fusion of a level 6 Archfiend normal monster and a red eyes normal monster. 3200 attack, 2500 defense. You can only special summon Archfiend Black Skull Dragon once per turn. If this card battles, your opponent's cards and effects cannot be activated until the end of the damage step. If damage calculations performed involving this fusion summon card at the end of the battle phase, you can target a Red-Eyes Normal Monster in your graveyard and inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of its attack in the graveyard, then shuffle in the deck. So this is pretty much the same thing as Black Skull Dragon, right? Like, it's the same materials. That one requires Summon Skull and requires Red-Eyes Black Dragon. This one requires kind of like the same thing, but normal monsters. It's like a different way of naming it. It's more inclusive, I guess. So it's, the, the payoff is better. I mean, you get this monster of ability. Anyways... As that Ancient Gears ability, they can't activate cards and effects when this battles, which is pretty good. And then um, you can target a Red-Eyes Normal Monster in the graveyard, inflict some burn, so you inflict like 1,200 burn, which is pretty good. Very aggressive card. Um, but I'm not sure if you're going to be using, like... I'm not sure if this is a strategy. I guess you can play in your Joey um, Red-Eyes Roulette deck, I guess. The Cross of Brionic. This is why that card got nerfed into limit one. This is a water level six warrior ritual. 2300 attack, 1400 defense. Same stats as Brionic. You can ritual summon this card with any Necroz ritual spell. Must be ritual summoned without using Necroz of Brionic. You can use one of each of these effects once per turn. You can only use one of... Uh, shoot only use each of these effects once per turn. Okay, you use both effects this turn. You can discard a card, adding a cross monster from your deck to your hand, except for an across of Brionic. And you can target up to two face of monsters on the field that were special summoned from the extra deck, shuffle them to the deck. Pretty strong. Um, 
could discard a card to tutor any Necroz, okay? And then you could also target two face-up monsters from the extra deck and return them. So this is a double bounce. Brionic was always like, um, you could bounce as many cards as you want from your hand, which is pretty strong. That's why Brionic was pretty much one of the best level 6 synchro monsters. This one's two monsters, which is good. Like, you can't control the back row, but still pretty good. Um, yeah. Necroz Mirror, for example, lets you use graveyard materials as the cost. You can use um, Necroz Mirror to use some wasted monster to summon just six stars for Necroz with Brionic. Pretty good card. Sylvan Princess Sprout. This is a light level 1 plant, 100 attack and defense. You can use, you can only activate each effect once per turn. You contribute this card, ex excavate the top card of your deck, send it to the graveyard, then place a Sprout monster in your graveyard to the top of the deck. If this card is excavated from the deck and sent to the graveyard by card effect, you can declare a level from 1 to 8. Special summon this from the graveyard. If you do, it becomes that level. So, you know, I have a long history with Sylvan, so I can kind of talk about it, but their their cards get off from act from getting excavated. So a lot of effects are going off with their cards. This one has a dual effect. You can summon it, tribute it, and then excavate one, and then you can place a sprout monster in your graveyard to the top of the deck. So basically you can bring that this card back because Sylvan Princess Sprout is a Sprout Monster, so you tribute her, excavate one, you can have your carrot there, your carrot um, comes out of the graveyard onto the field, and then you can get the Princess Sprout back. Now if this card is in the deck and it gets excav excavated by someone else, you can declare a level from 1 to 8, special summon from the graveyard, becomes that level. So basically this makes Sylvan become an XC's deck. Um, being able to modify your level from 1 to 8, you can match it with any of your Sylvan monsters. So they have, you know, like, they have like a level 6, they have level 4, they have a bunch of things. So Sylvans are back as a XZ's deck. In level 1, of course, you know, of course. Rescue Hamster. This is a Earth level 4. Pendulum scale 5, the beast, 300 attack, 100 defense, pendulum effect. You can banish this card from the pendulum zone, add two face of pendulum monsters with the same name from your extra deck to your hand. Monster effect, during the turn this card was normal summoned, if you have a face up level 5 or lower pendulum card in your extra deck, you can tribute this card, choose one level 5 or lower pendulum monster in your extra deck, and special summon two monsters from your deck with the same name. Their effects are negated. Also, they are destroyed during the end phase. There is a Rescue Rabbit, and they're part of the same like Rescue Squad, and they're pretty useful. The Rescue Rabbit's decent. Um, they all summon stuff pretty good. Like They special summon stuff to the field, so they're pretty good cards. Pendulum Effect is not that good. Um, you just... Add the two face-up pendulums from the extra deck to the hand. So we're going to see a card in a bit that does the same thing. So 
really the whole thing of adding the extra deck cards to the hand is you're setting them up a big turn for Pendulum. Because you could Pendulum summon as many cards from the hand as possible with the extra decks just once. You're pretty much reloading for... You're reloading for the big turn, but you're depriving your extra deck of the face-up uh, Pendulum monster. So there's a, there's a cost and a benefit to it. This monster effect's really good, though. You normal summon this uh, hamster. You have a face up level 5 or lower pendulum in your extra deck. You tribute this hamster and then you summon 2 from the deck. So this is pretty good. You you get those 2 cards out from the extra deck. And then you can do an XZ. So the whole goal of this is your your deck is some union of pendulum and XZ. This brings it up, brings it together. It's a pretty good card. Alright, Book of Moon, obviously, um, this is why you're buying the box, you're buying it for Book of Moon. Um, you know, Book of Moon, it just does a lot of things, it just flips a card face down, (laughs) obviously, it sounds like it's not that much, but it is. Um, really the difference, uh, Kelly's O'Canadia sees a lot of play, sure, Floodgate sees a lot of play, sure. This card's quick play. You can use it offensively and defensively, which is a big deal. You can't protect a monster from getting karma-cutted. Um, that's a big one. So, you know, this being able to use this on offense is a big deal. Now, um, you know, if you don't have Book of Moon, sometimes, like I said, the Forbidden cards can make a difference. Forbidden Lance, Forbidden Chalice. Um, there's no right or wrong, but it... You know, there's no... There's no re- like. The evidence shows that, you know, a ton of decks, three Book of Moon, you got King of Games, three Book of Moon, you're top whatever in the tournament. It doesn't lie, like, how useful this card is. So, I would, you know, buy this box just for Book of Moon. Pendulum Paradox. This is the last UR. Spell card, add two face-up pendulum monsters with the same pendulum scale, but different names from your extra deck to your hand. You can activate one per turn. Like I said, you know, like like with the hamster, you can add them to your hand and make a big pendulum summon play. Um, this is just reloading for that big play turn. It's situational. You need two different pendulum monsters with the same level in the extra deck. Um, hard to say if this card will see any play because we don't have much pendulum support right now. But you know, like it's a, it's a generic card, like. Archetypes do this on their own. You see it with the Performer Pals all the time, so it's possible they just do it on their own and they don't need this generic card doing the same ability, which is a cost of being a card in the deck. Alright, let's move on to the SRs. Ujinki Amaterasu. This is a rank 4 Xyz. Uh, Light Beast Warrior, as is any other Bujin. Three level four monsters, twenty six hundred attack, twenty five hundred defense. You can only control one Bujin, Bujinki Amaterasu once per turn during either player's turn. You can detach an XZ's material, apply this effect depending on whose turn it is. If it's your turn, target one of your banished level four or lower monsters, special summon it. If it's your opponent's turn, target one of your banished level four or lower monsters, add it to your hand. So, yeah, this is just generic level four. Um, but it's an XZ's monster. Three overlay, those are really rare. Um, 
you know, harpies, they run the spark dragon. That's something they could do. Um, this only uses banished cards, right? So, any deck that banishes stuff. I'm losing my mind right now. I can't think. But I'm sure this has some play um, capability. Obviously, being three level four monsters, you want to swarm the board pretty well. Let me just take a look at the meta and see if we can figure this out. Harpies, they run um, they run level four monsters, so that's something they can do. Uh, what do they use? I mean, they they use the Stardust Spark Dragon. I think that's like their main Thunder Spark Dragon. Sorry. And then they run like a bunch of level 4s. But nothing banishes. So it's not really useful for them. Destiny Heroes. Maybe. Destiny Heroes are um, level 4 monsters. They have to have some spots for their fusions. Rogue Champion. They banish uh, Celestial. So Celestial gets banished, so you could draw some cards. Okay, that's something, I guess. Let's see what else? Melodious, they're not really level 4. Water XE is not really. Okay, alright. So not that much use right now. Sylvan Princess Sprite. This is a repeat card. Uh, it's from a selection box, but... Um, it has some use for Magician Girl decks, like farming decks. So you could just use that level 1... Um, as an XCs for your dual assessment or to draw cards. It seems like a core card for uh, Sylvans because you detach the material, excavate a card from the deck, add a spell or trap to your hand, otherwise send it to graveyard to use the ability of the excavated Sylvan or the carrot. And then um, you can also send a plant from your hand or face up to the field to graveyard, special summon a Sylvan. So this is a facilitator of monsters and cards. Through the deck. Katsunoko. This is a water level 3 worm synchro tuner. A, it requires a tuner and a non-tuner. 1700 attack, 500 defense. If this synchro summoned monster will be used as a synchro material, one monster in your hand can be used as one of the other materials, unaffected by other monsters' effects. This is a pretty interesting card. Synchro Tuners have appeal in TG, though, so think about this card in TG. Um, this lets a monster in the hand be Synchro Material. That's pretty good. This is, like, a really good card for Excel Synchro. Like, this makes it go. And then it's unaffected by monster's effects, so... I would slot this right into TG decks. I think. Time Wizard of Tomorrow. This is a light level 5 Spellcaster Fusion... Of Time Wizard and any effect monster. 2000 attack, 1900 defense. Once per turn, while you control this fusion summon card, you can toss a coin and call it. Destroy as many monsters on the field as possible. If you do, inflict damage equal to a quarter of the total attack of the destroyed face of monsters. If you call the coin toss right, your opponent takes the damage. If you call it wrong, you take the damage. This is upgraded Time Wizard. Could be a Time Wizard package, because you could fuse this with any effect monsters. You put in Time Wizard... Polymerization, and you're good to go. So it's a minimum package. Uh, high risk, high reward card. You destroy your own monsters um, as well, though. So you could basically destroy a whole board and burn your opponent. 
They have to get the coin toss right, though, so hopefully there's some dual skill out there with Joey um, or, like, Bandit Keith where they're tossing coins for benefit. Ishki's Yogigas. This is a level 10 Water Aqua Ritual. 3,200 attack, zero, def- 0 defense. You can Ritual Summon's card of any ri- Gishki Ritual spell card. Once per turn, you can pay 1,000 life points, draw a card. If you do, reveal it. If it was a Gishki monster, shuffle one card from the field to the deck. Um, get your Gishki Aqua Mirrors ready. This is whole 10 stars, so hopefully you have enough monsters to summon this 10-star Ritual Summon. Decent effect. Um, bouncing cards from the deck, from the board to the deck is best. Better than the hand, better than destroying something. So if you if you can muster the 10 stars, this is pretty good. B-Chef the Dark Being. I think this is an important card, but I don't know why. Light level 8 Fiend Ritual, 2500 attack, 1500 defense. This card can only be ritual summoned with the ritual spell Final Ritual of the Ancients. Once per turn, by discarding a spell card from your hand, take control of one monster on your opponent's side of the field until the end of the turn. Super strong. Ritual spell is okay, though. But it's okay, but it lets you exceed 8 stars, so it's pretty good. You can build your deck with different types of monster levels, and you don't have to hit exactly 8. So you don't have to limit yourself to level 4 monsters, for example. Very nice mind control ability that does not target. It's a pretty good card. It's like, where does it belong, though? Of course, that's the question. How do you use a card like this? Shurit, Strategist of the Necroz. This is a water level 3 warrior, 300 attack, 1800 defense. If you ritual summon exactly one Necroz ritual monster with a card effect that requires the use of monsters, this card can be used as the entire requirement. If this card is tributed by a card effect, you can add a warrior Necroz ritual monster from your deck to your hand. You can use this effect once per turn. This is an all-purpose um, ritual material for Necroz. So if you're playing Necroz, you have to run this card. It saves you awkward situations where you don't have enough stars for your monsters. So this is definitely needed for Necroz. Ujin Hiroko. This is a normal Pendulum monster. Um, light level 4 Beast Warrior Pendulum scale of 3, 1000 attack, 2000 defense. A pendulum effect, you can banish this card in your pendulum zone. Target one Bujin Xyz monster you control. Special summon from your extra deck a Bujin Xyz monster with a different name by using the target as Xyz material. So this is the digital bug effect. Sure. Um, this is only for Bujins. Like, sometimes you use all the material on the monster, and then you can just make a new one. So this is all that's for. It's a core card for Bujins, but Bujins probably aren't going anywhere in the meta, unfortunately. Formapal Odd-Eyes Unicorn. Light, level 1, scale of 8. Beast, Pendulum, 100 attack, 600 defense. Once, while this card's in your Pendulum zone, when your Odd-Eyes monster declares an attack, you can target one other Formapal monster you control. That attacking monster gains attack equal to the original attack of the targeted monster on the field until the end of the battle phase. Monster effect, when this card is normal or special summoned, you can target one Formapal monster in your graveyard, gaining life points equal to its attack. This is a scale of 8, so that's pretty good. Pendulum effect is pretty strong. You can buff another Performer Pal by a big number, but it's situational. You need the Odd Eyes monster to attack first. So the monster effects are kind of random, like gaining life points. That's not very useful, but um, 
this could be a big buff on your monster. Um, your perform pals have to hit, sure, but um, yeah, this is like that odd eyes perform pal synergy that has not really materialized yet into a real deck. But this card is here in the event that it happens. So this is you know free pendulum effect being a scale of eight. Which you can summon the Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon is pretty good. Spirit of the Fall Wind. Wind level 4, fairy, 1800 attack, 900 defense. When this is normal summoned, you can add a flip monster from your deck to your hand. I mean, this is just like a tutor for a flip monster. It's it's just filler in, the, in this box, honestly. Like, you know, the, the real flip effects. Uh, I can't even say, like, can't even say, um, I guess it's for Sylvans, because Sylvans have that classic flip effect. Do they? They don't. Sylvans don't have the classic flip effect. I'm trying to think of cards that do. Even the... Um, what are those guys called? Subterranean Terrors. I don't think they're even called flip effects. I don't know. This is like a like a dying breed, like the flip monster. Finally, 100 Dragon. This is like... Um, between baby dragon and thousand dragon, you got hundred hundred dragon. Wind level four dragon, eighteen hundred attack, one thousand defense. Once per turn during your main phase, you can activate this effect until the end of the turn. Increase this card's level by the number of cards you control. If you do, this card gains attack equal to the level increased times a hundred. If this is sent to the graveyard, you can target one face of monster you control that was special summon from the extra deck. The first time that face of monster would be destroyed by battle or card effect it is not destroyed. This is just more than a meme. It it could do a few things. You can modify this card's level. You can kind of match it up to another card so you can XZ's uh, summon something. The buff is like whatever. You're not really going to buff this too much, but it's a free XZ's. Then the better, the better ability. Sent to the graveyard, target a face of monster that special summoned from the extra deck. And you give it free protection. So this could have sneaky play. Right now I can't really place where this goes. But it has sneaky play. It's better than Baby Dragon or Thousand Dragon. So that is the UR and SR review. Obviously you're buying this box for Book of Moon. It has Sylvans. It has BLS stuff. It has Necroz. A lot of ritual stuff which makes you think this is mostly filler. But then like the Time Wizard package could be something... Thunder and Dragon is something for blue eyes. But, you know, like I said, you're buying this for Book of Moon. Next week, I'm going to go over the R's and N's. There's um, a lot more of the same stuff, but in the ends, we have the whole Ignite archetype, which is a new thing. That is it for the podcast. Thank you for listening. Upcoming news, um, November 16 to 28, Casey Cup begins in a few days. Tour Guide Bingo in mid-November. Late November, Primo gets sent to the gate. Late November, for the sake of family, new UR card, Chronomaly, Moai Carrier, and an SR card called Chronomaly, Maztec, Aztec, Mass Golem. And late November, Mission Circuit, new SR card, PM Captor. That's it. Um, listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at the dual assessment at gmail.com or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time. Casey Cup begins.